Welcome to episode 221 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the importance of thanksgiving upon your lips. Let's dive in. In the past, we have talked about the importance of your tongue. There's something interesting that when we come to Christ, one of the first things that he does seems to be that he grabs the tongue. You actually see that in the Pentecost event that when the Holy Spirit was poured out, he went after the tongue. Now, whether you want to argue it was a foreign speech, a foreign language, or whether it was a heavenly language that was being coming out of the mouths of the, the early disciples, what you have to conclude is, well, God's interested in the tongue. In fact, you see that very clearly in the book of James. Several times he talks about this idea that, for example, James 1.26, if anyone among you seems to be religious and does not bridle his tongue, well, he deceives his own heart and that man's religion is in vain. Or, or you see the idea in James chapter 3 where there's an analogy or a, a picture that James gives for the tongue. And he says it's like a bit in the mouth of a horse or like a rudder on a ship. And yet, though those things are small, they actually can lead and direct a rather big, well, animal or a boat. Or you see this idea in Matthew chapter 12, where Jesus is speaking and he says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever is going on on the inside of who you are is eventually going to come out through your lips. And I've talked about this before, but I just wanted to freshly bring it up. In Ephesians chapter 5, it's interesting that Paul is setting up a series of contrasts, and I've been calling them the contrasts of the kingdom. Throughout chapter 4 and chapter 5, what you see is Paul giving these two contrasts for what is going on in the kingdom of the world and what is to be going on in the kingdom of God. And in chapter 5, he's contrasting two very specific things. One, he's contrasting conduct. And he says that we are to be imitators of God, verse 1. And then he talks about the fact that we are not to allow sexual immorality or any impurity or greed be named among us, for these are not proper for saints. In other words, in the kingdom of the world, there, there's all this perversion and lust and greed. In other words, it's a self-centered focus where it's a desire for more and more. Well, the contrast of that is the kingdom of God, where it's love that is to be demonstrated. Well, in the middle of that context, he also talks about language, and there's two different kinds of language. There's the language of the world, and there's a language of the kingdom of God. Now, listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 5 verse 4. He says, let there be no filthiness or foolish talking or coarse joking, which are not fitting. Instead, give thanks. When you look at what Paul's saying here, that, that language that he uses for filthiness, foolish talking, and coarse joking it actually is language of what would happen in the Roman theater. In the Roman day of, of Paul, what you begin to realize is that there was all these theaters in every major and minor city. It was a typical pastime to go and be entertained at the theater. It'd be kind of like our version of Netflix. And what Paul is saying is the way that they would use language on the stage, it was often very perverse, very coarse, and full of bathroom or sexual humor. In other words, it was full of innuendo. It was full of this, what the word coarse jesting means or the, the foolish talking or the, the coarse joking. It's, it's this language of 
you, you put something out there, but it has a spin and an innuendo where it really has this undercurrent or this sexual play on words or rather crudeness underneath it. Well, the filthiness is just obscenity or speaking shamefully. And that foolish talking is just day's stupid conversation, specifically like, like that of a drunk person is what the Greek word kind of indicates. In other words, Paul says that the language of the world is full of just, well, filthiness and junk and bathroom humor. And it has all these innuendos with this sexual perversion. Isn't that a great description of our modern day? If you just go to Hollywood, not actually go to Hollywood, but if you just turn on the television, that is that is the language of culture today. And yet Paul says that these are not fitting for us as believers. Instead, he says in Ephesians 5, 4, we are to give thanks. In other words, the language of the kingdom of God is thanksgiving. What would it look like if your and my mouth was actually full of thanksgiving? Or as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, what if thanksgiving was actually at the depth of our heart? Because it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. I don't know about you, but as I look around culture today, one of the things I'm recognizing is that we live in a rather thankless culture. We actually don't give much thanks or praise. We're just not grateful. And yet Thanksgiving is to be the mark of a Christian's life. In fact, it should be constantly coming out of our lips. And the reason for that is if we actually realized the phenomenal reality of what Jesus has done for us at the cross, well, there's no reason for us not to be thankful. Thanksgiving should constantly be bubbling forth out of our lives, specifically out of our lips. Well, this month typically is a month where we ponder Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's kind of coming up in a couple of weeks. And regardless of whether you're in America and celebrate the holiday or whether you're around the world and you're just happy to be listening, could I encourage you to come before the cross of Jesus Christ and allow him to grab a hold of your tongue and give you a tongue of thanksgiving, that he would actually put something deep in your heart that would bubble forth and come out as thanksgiving. 1 Peter 3.10 says this, He who would love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit which is a quote from Psalm 34. Could I encourage you to do that very thing? Don't allow your lips to be full of gossip or slander or deceit or evil. What if our conversation, what if our language as Christians was constantly filled with the presence of Jesus? Now, I know Thanksgiving is coming up in a couple of weeks, but can I maybe even encourage you, because we live in a rather thankless culture, would you consider reaching out and telling someone, thank you? Or maybe even consider writing a note. I know <laughs> I know, it sounds like a foreign concept in today's version of Twitter and text messaging and quick emails. But to sit down and actually ponder and write a note of thanksgiving on behalf or, or to someone would actually be a rich blessing. Consider writing a note to your pastor or a parent or a loved one or a sibling or someone that has made a deep impact in your life. When we are grateful and we turn outward and we allow Thanksgiving to bubble forth within our heart and therefore out of our lips or through our pencil tips, what you begin to realize is that it actually changes your focus. We live in rather dark, dreary days. 
And it's really hard to become, well, bitter and cynical and depressed. But would we, as believers, turn our gaze heavenward and be thankful for all Jesus has given us and allowed us to do? And we shouldn't just be thankful for Jesus, though that would be the primary. <laughs> he is preeminent. He should be the first one that we are thankful for. He, he and his work upon the cross. But may we actually allow that to trickle down and actually be thankful for the people around us, for the people who have made an impact in our lives. So may I encourage you, don't just be thankful to Jesus. Be thankful for the people God has placed in your life. And don't just be grateful and be, you know, nod your head and be like, yes, I'm very thankful for those people, but actually go and tell them, thank you. And be specific. Say, I'm so thankful for this specific thing that you've made an impact in my life or you have done, or the fact that you're my parent or a sibling or whatever that may look like. And perhaps consider some of the people that don't get recognized. For example, those who are in ministry or missions, it's a rather thankless job. Keep your eyes open for the janitors and the people who serve behind the scenes. Those people are of great value and yet do oftentimes a rather thankless job. So as we are continuing in this month toward the American holiday of Thanksgiving, may I remind you, don't allow your lips to be full of perversion and filthiness and foolish talking and coarse jesting like the world has. Rather, fill your lips with thanksgiving. Well, thank you for listening to this short reminder for this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of all those verses, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 221 for episode 221. And know I'm very thankful for you who take your time to listen to this podcast. I do not take that for granted. So know I'm cheering you on and I'm praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.